0: Supported by Pacifica Radio, community radio affiliate stations, and listener supporters. You can send us your feedback. Just drop us an email to comments at fsrn.org. That's comments at fsrn.org. Our newscast is produced by Monica Lopez and Taina Gisi. Our headlines editor is Shannon Young. Our Washington, D.C. editor is Leanne Caldwell. And our technical production team at KPFA in Berkeley includes Puck Lowe and Rose Katabchi. From
1: KPFK in L.A., I'm Aura Bogado.
0: Um, Alex, our our usual engineer. Thank you so much, Alex, for showing up. This is great. But... We don't know where uh, uh, Gabriel is. Um, he is actually we do know where Gabriel is, but um, uh, he is just not here tonight. Um, but he's supposedly supposed to call in, and um, and we're gonna play instead of like where in the world is Matt Lauer, we may try play where in the world is Gabe Javier. So I actually don't know the location where he is at, but I know he was not going to be showing up tonight. Um, and then um, uh, and then the uh, our other co host um, is um, is due here any moment. She was uh, told me she'd be here probably closer to 6 than she will be to uh, 5.30 or so. Um, and wow, I, th- that was quite a difference of whatever you just did, Alex. This is interesting. Um, it, it, uh, Something I don't hear an echo. That's really great. Um, and I have <laughs> Alex, our other engineer here, and he is looking through binoculars, which makes me really worry when the room isn't really that big. Oh, you're looking for a game? Where in the world is game? Oh, you are so good, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, um, and the binoculars—I don't know why they're here. So, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. So, so we're gonna kind of play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we are going to have a very interesting show tonight and uh i uh, was we we may end up just uh if if it uh, if i run out of things to say which people would probably say what a miracle um we may end up doing music but uh this weekend was really amazing we had um i it was my birthday bash celebration um so i had a bunch of people over this weekend and a fit i couldn't believe it about 30 people um in my little trailer and um, we had a fabulous time uh, playing some games, some card games, board games. Uh, we had just a really great time. And then I usually just have people donate whatever they want to just put, you know, put it in the box, um, uh, the birthday box, if you will. And uh, so people usually bring like a card and then a few dollars to throw in. Um, and we raised close to two hundred dollars for Safe House. So this is absolutely fabulous. And other folks actually, instead of bringing money, actually brought things for uh, the women that access Safe House. House. and um, so we had some uh, throw rug um, things like that so or actually a throw rug it's more like a throw blanket so it was really a um, it, it was really a really fun event uh, and uh, so I dropped that off today and they were really nicely surprised that I showed up uh, for those who don't know what who safe house is or what safe house is um, it is a local uh, charity in, in our in Washtenaw County um, and it's the only I think it's like Washtenaw County or county funded um, a domestic uh, violence shelter, and that also deals with. Uh, well, it's the only one that's uh, that's funded by the county. Um, there isn't. Uh, there are some private donations and things that are involved. Um, but we uh, in Washington County believe it so much that uh, we want to fight domestic violence. That uh, Well, I guess we don't want to fight domestic. Violence. We want to end domestic violence. There we go. Um, and uh, and also have. Uh, and they've also taken on a new program uh, dealing with sexual assault, and so I thought that was uh, um, definitely a wonderful thing that they're doing over there. So, and they've been kind of struggling lately, as we all are, um, with uh, the way the economy is. And so I thought it was really wonderful that uh, they allowed me to be able to um, do this fundraiser for them, and also, um, and then actually having being so successful. So, thank you to all my friends that showed up, um, uh, that showed up to it, and also um, uh, donated. That, that was absolutely wonderful. Uh, and 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 also it was really kind of great because I did a little I did a little mixing this time that I wasn't really I, I don't do very often um, I. I I I have been trying to, at least once a year, introduce my uh, friends and family, and that always ends up to be kind of a very interesting uh, situation, especially with my um, family not quite being as accepting about homosexuality as I would hope they would be, um, and having friends that aren't used to being around uh, the folks who are not like-minded. So it's kind of a very interesting mix, and usually they get along real well, and there's some interesting conversations, but nothing really heated of... Just uh, basically agreeing to disagree. and uh, But this time I also invited people from work uh, to my house. And so that always ends up being a very interesting mix as well because then people see um all sides of Dan Burns, um, not just the uh, the quiet, shy, demure uh, wallflower. Whatever around my family, yeah, right. Uh, and also being around my uh, friends and as and being very active in things. But then you also get a little sense of what I'm like um, at work. So it's kind of an interesting. Um, it's interesting mix if you will so it was kind of it was a very fun event again I, I, I can't stress it enough I'm always surprised how when you put games out there how people suddenly it just breaks the ice and people have a really good time and and so we played a game called apples to apples uh, which I've, I've always enjoyed and and it seems to really get people mixing and because you really can't really take it too personally and I hope people aren't too competitive um, I do have happen to discover that every once in a while when I have small little card parties or game nights at my house and I realized, wow, who, how people are so uh, are very competitive. Um, and I sometimes get accused of that myself. But no, no, I, I am the perfect host and hostess and uh, allow other people to uh, um, win unless they need a little check. And then I make it a little, you know. Up my game, if you will. So it's kind of an interesting. So it was really, it was a great event, and we um, raised again almost two hundred dollars, which is I was really happy with, especially when I invested very little in the food. Um, and uh, it seemed that people ate. And I've got to. That's the one thing I got to figure out how to do because last year I hired a caterer to help me with it. Um, someone who um, really helped with helps other organizations. Every time I show up to a charity and it's being catered by somebody, it is always as particular caterer and i just i've always just been amazed with the how delicious the food is and and how incredible the the spread is if you will and um so i decided that i would instead of her donating her services i was going to pay her in full to say thank you so much for the work you do um and and the food went over really really well um last year. Um I just I just ordered way too much. And so I couldn't figure out and um and it was more expensive than I expected it to be. But that was fine. I, that was what I I kind of knew was going to happen. So we uh we worked on that and then so this year I decided to um kind of cook it myself, kind of prepare it myself and and have that happen and it was a very interesting Uh, We had a lot of leftovers, so I'm kind of wondering if I'm just ordering too much, or if people are just um, not particularly interested in the food that I um, am the food that I'm uh, uh, preparing. So I'm kind of a little nervous about this because, and uh, the other thing too is that when you so there's a little like I guess an etiquette that I have with parties where if it starts at seven o'clock, then there is. At 7 o'clock, then, then it's like there's no dinner. So you just kind of eat beforehand, and then we'll have snacky stuff. If it's like five, 4, 5, maybe 6 o'clock, you know, then you kind of expect dinner. And so I had it at like 5, 6 o'clock, and people didn't seem to uh, – people still ate before they came. So I think they're kind of nervous about my cooking. So it's kind of a very interesting um, situation. So um, – and so that's the the uh, so that's what's kind of interesting. So I was like, wow. so people ate before they came. But I also have to understand that I didn't really um um th- that's I didn't I, that's one thing I didn't really relay very well this year. So I think next year I'm just going to do like fruits and vegetables and. Candy-like items and things, and see what see how it goes. Um, But yeah, but it was a very fun event, and so we had a really really good time. And uh, so I'm going to take a really quick break here. I think we're going to do lots of little breaks. We're probably going to do like little ten minute increments here um, while I gather my thoughts, and then uh, go to the next segment. So we're gonna. So I'm going to let you choose, Alex, what you think would be the most appropriate uh, 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 music to go into the next segment. I'm Brynn and I'm Lorraine and we're from Camp Trans and you're listening to Closets are for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor it's radio, radio for all kinds of, kinds of people,
1: people. <laughs> I thought that was great uh, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was good. all right yes it was great we gotta fix that <laughs> So um, wow, that was fun music. I love it. So um, we uh, so anyway. So one of the things that came across it was in the L.A. Times, and I was really impressed with this. So one of the things I was going to talk to my co-host about was about this particular article uh, from the L.A. Times. I believe it came out April twenty sixth of obviously two thousand seven, um, and the title of it is Old Mike. New Christine, and I really liked how uh, Mike Penner, um, who's a Time staff writer, um, how he went about talking about this, um, about an issue that he's going to be, um, that he's actually been dealing with, or... or um, and I thought, well, you know what? I, I wanted to kind of talk about this. So let me, oh my gosh, I, with my birthday, I have to now wear glasses. I'm getting to that age. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. Um, so during, uh, so this is, uh, the title again is Old Mike, New Christine uh, by Mike Penner. And it was on April 26th, uh, 2007 in the LA Times. During my 23 years with the Times Sports Department, I have held a wide variety of roles and titles. Tennis writer, angels beat reporter, Olympic writer, uh, essayist, sports media critic, NFL columnist, uh, recent keeper of the morning briefing flame, which I just love that. Anyway, um, today I, I, I leave for a few weeks vacation. And when I return, I will come back in yet another incarnation as Christine. I'm a transsexual sports writer. It was taken it has taken more than 40 years, a million tears and hundreds of hours of soul-wrenching therapy for me to work up the courage to type the those words. I realize many readers and colleagues and friends will be shocked to read them. That's okay. I understand that I may not uh, that I'm not the only one in transition as I move from Mike to Christine. Everyone who knows me and and my work will be transitioning as well. That will take time, and that's all right. To borrow a piece of well-worn sports um, parlance, we will take it one day at a time." Transsexualism is is a complicated and widely misunderstood medical condition. It is a natural occurrence. Unusual, no question, but natural. Recent studies have shown that such a physiological fa- factors as genetics and hormonal fl- fluctuations during pregnancy can significantly affect how our brains are wired at birth. As extensive therapy and testing have confirmed, my brain was wired female. A transgender friend provided the best and simplest explanation I have heard. We are born with this. We might fight it as long as we can. And in the end, it wins. I gave it as good a fight as I possibly could. I went more than 40 hard rounds with it. Eventually, though, you realize you are only fighting with your fighting yourself and your happiness and your mental health a no win situation anyway, you look at it when you reach the point when one gender causes heartache I think it's one's gender causes heartache and unbearable discomfort, and the other brings more joy and fulfillment than any than you ever imagined possible. It shouldn't take two tons of bricks to fall in order to know what, it, what to do. It didn't with me. With me, all it took was 1.99 tons. For more years than I, ca- I care to count, I was scared to death over the prospect of writing a story such as this one. It was the most frightening of all, all, of all the towering mountains of fear I somehow had to confront and struggle to scale. How do you go about sharing your most important truth, one you spent a lifetime trying to keep deeply buried, to a world that has grown familiar and comfortable with your facade, to a world whose knowledge of transsexuals usually begins and ends with Jerry Springer's Exploitation Circus? Painfully and reluctantly, I began the coming out process a few months ago. To my everlasting amazement, friends and colleagues almost universally have been supportive and encouraging, often breaking the tension with good-natured doses of humor. When I told my boss, Randy Harvey, he he leaned back in his chair, looked through his office window to scan the newsroom, and mused, well, no one can ever say we don't have diversity on this staff. When I told Robert, the soccer loving lad from Wales, who cuts my hair, why I wanted to start growing my hair out, he had to take a seat, blink hard a few times and ask, does this mean you don't like football anymore, Mike? No, I had I had to assure him I still love soccer. I will continue to watch it. I hope to continue to coach it. My days of playing in men's over 30 rec- a recreation league however could be numbered when i told eric who was who has played okay when i told eric who has played sweeper uh, behind my plodding stopper uh, for more than a decade i he brightly suggested well you're still good for co-ed. I bro- now, you know what? I don't know what the play, playing the sweeper behind the plotter stopper is, but I guess that's a sports a sports ter- term. I don't know. Um, I broke the news to, to Tim by beginning, are you familiar with the the movie Transamerica? Tim nodded. Well, welcome to my life, I said. Tim seemed more perplexed than most of us the most as I nervously launched into my story. Finally, he had to explain, I thought you said train spotting. I thought you were going to tell me you're, uh, you're a heroin addict. People have asked if transitioning will affect my writing. And if so, how all I can say at this point is that I am no happier. I'm sorry. I am now happier, more, more focused and more energized. When I sit behind a keyboard, the wicked, Writer's block that used to reach up and torture me at at some of the worst possible times imaginable has disappeared. My therapist says this is what happens when a transsexual finally integrates, and the ever present uh, ever present white noise in the background dissipates. That should come out come as excuse me. That should come as a good news to my editor. Far fewer blown deadlines. So now we all will take a short break between bylines. Mike Penner is out. Christine Daniels soon will be taking its place. I like the fact they chose Daniel. You know, they mean Dan Burns. It's, you know, Christine Daniels. What a great last name. Um, from here, it feels like a a big improvement. I hope with time you will agree this could be the beginning of a beautiful relationship. And I was really impressed with this article. One, because I love his writing. But uh, one of the things that... Um, Oh, I should say I love his writing, and and, and I shouldn't say that in general. I just happen to love this article and how he wrote this article. But some of the things that I I, I wanted to comment on was basically where he was talking about where he worked up um, – it was earlier in the article where it says, everyone knows me, and uh, and my work will be transitioning as well. And I was like, you know what? It, it, I think for people that I, in our community who do, don't really understand – the issue uh, that transsexuals go through or transgender people go through, I, I think that one of the things that – if there's a lot of things that we have in common in the sense that it, with transgender folks, it's either transitioning from male to female, from one gender to another gender, or from female to male, um, or, or they're discovering the multi-genders that they have within themselves and how they need to be expressed. It's very similar to that coming out process that doesn't fit the societal norm that – um, us gay, lesbian, bisexual folks go through in trying to discover our difference of not being straight anymore, uh, by us not following uh, following societal rules, and uh, and and then trying to figure out what. What that means to me, or how I'm going to react to the world now, and I think that that's one of the things that I realized that as I was talking to people, especially the folks that were, that were at my uh, birthday bash this weekend, is is that as as people found out that there were actually people that were transsexual there, that they were amazed, they were they were trying to figure out who it was or how, or how many of them were there, and and trying to understand about the the transition, the transitioning part of that that novelty of how different they are and. And what I'm realizing a lot of times when I'm talking to people, uh, especially um, when I'm talking to folks that are that are, are dealing with transgender issues, you know, there there is a very similar issue that I went through when I was coming out. Another thing I wanted to comment on was um, when you reach the point what another gender causes. Heartache and unbearable discomfort, and the other brings more joy and fulfillment than ever imagined possible. I mean, I just remember when I realized that you know this fighting to be straight, when I was fighting to you know to have that girl on my arm, and and fighting to make sure that okay, I've got to make sure that that I'm holding up that image of being the the brute or or having that that machismo or that masculinity, um, and how I struggled so hard, and it took up so much of my conscious space, um, and my my, my psychic space and my psychic woes, if you will, and 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 to be able to find out that you know, fine. I'm just going to come out. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to let people know who I am, and and they're going to have to deal with it. And this is who. This is what. This is all of me. Um. And I thought that it was really interesting to kind of hear that same. That that coming into yourself, the 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 settling into yourself, and really being fully who you are as a person, and I and and how I don't, I have so much more energy now that I'm not living that double life, um, that I'm not keeping those secrets, that I I can actually go out into the into the world and and not have to worry about talking about the boy I met last night or or. You know, in fact, one of the things that this um, after the um, on Sunday morning, I went to a brunch for some a friend of mine's birthday party, uh, birthday celebration, and um, there were just a few of us sitting around the, the 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 brunch table, and and we were in a restaurant, and it was a very it was actually quite a very fancy restaurant. I felt kind of like ooh underdressed a little, um, but but we were just talking about being gay and and experiencing that and, and and realizing the the wonderfulness of just being who I am and not having to worry about that and 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 having to be able to to talk about that in public that I'm not in in my house or I'm not in um a, a secluded dark area um and 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 fearing that I'm going to be discovered that it's like yeah that's who I am and and you need to deal with it and I really it was that that comfort that suddenly it's like that relief where my shoulders just just release and 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 I don't have to hold them up to protect myself anymore. Um, that just to have that understanding of this is so wonderful that I can be who I am and and go through uh, the world with my head up and not be so defensive. Um, I really love that, and so that's one of the things that I really when I was hearing that about you know him, him discovering that his inner christine his inner christine daniels and and you know saying you know what i want to express myself that way that this is how i'm most comfortable and i think that that was so that i was i was i was smiling when i was reading that of just like and relating that oh i remember when i was doing going through my coming out process and 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 in trying to figure out okay so this is who i am this is what this is what i'm about and now trying to figure out how i how i need to interact with the world and I loved how he went into the next the next few lines of where he then started talking to coworkers, and and the different reactions that they had. It was very funny. I was talking to uh, a student um, who had asked to interview me for a class that she was doing. Uh, she was taking a gay and lesbian class, and she one of the assignments was that she had to interview somebody who uh, was part of the queer community the the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community. And she chose me to be the one to interview, and and she was asking me about you know, my coming out process. And and one of the things that um she had not realized is that yes, I may she was she was kinda of surprised with how um different folks in my life are reacting to me coming out. And I had to remind her that I that I have been already dealing with my coming out process. I've already gone through, I was at the later stages of the coming out process within myself and that the people that I was coming out to were just starting the coming out process and how they were at the very beginning. And I kind of had to help guide them through that coming out process and, and, and help them to understand some of the questions that I, I forgot that I had initially. And it was kind of a, it was a reminder to me of, Oh yeah, I remember that question. Like, what's that What is it going to mean? Like, am I going to be able to get married or do, do I still have the house and the, with the picket fence? Do I still have children? Um, and when I came out, that was not an option. In fact, I had to, one of the things that I had to deal with when I was coming out was that I was no no longer going to have the, the 2.3 children and, and the white picket fence and the huge marriage ceremony. Um, and I came, I kind of, resolve that within myself and say, okay, that isn't, and I had to make my life uh, what it is. And I think that that was one of the things that was amazing with um, trying to work work through some of this is that how he was coming out and the the basic questions of, of, are you, you know, are you still going to be, are you still like soccer? Are you still going to like sports? Well, well, yeah, that, that doesn't affect me no matter what gender I am or what, what, what sexuality or sexual orientation I am. Um, are you going to, you know, are, are you, you know, going to be still be active in soccer. Are you still going to be playing sports? Well, well, yeah. But the only thing that might be different is that I might be playing for a different team. Um, and there is, I have to admit, I mean, that's one of the things that I've been really interested lately in the sports figures that have been coming out and and dealing with some of their issues and actually making public. The only thing I'm concerned with is that they're doing it at the end of their career or when their career is already over. Um, and so they're not playing the sport at the moment. And they're, so they're, they've got a book coming out, but they're not playing in the sport how much it's going to a difference it would make if they were playing in the sport and how just like i remember like for instance when magic johnson um announced that he had hiv and how basketball i think it was magic johnson he plays basketball um how he um see that's how much sports i know goodness gracious but anyway but yeah we're um you know but i know magic johnson he has hiv and and how basketball had to deal with that suddenly you know how do we deal with somebody who um starts bleeding how do we deal with somebody who who has a uh, um who who plays rougher um and do you do you do you push back uh, when he's when he's pushing you or or not and and i think that that's one of the things that be playing the sport, people have to start working through some of those those issues. And so that's one of the things I can't wait to the day when we have somebody who is in a sport, who is actually playing in the sport at the top of their game. And they come out. I would love that. And I think that it's one of the things, like, for instance, um, in tennis, they've had to deal with that. Um, in swimming, they've had to deal with that. And and I think that that's one of the things where they had to really really look through that and figure out, you know, well, what does this really mean? And well, how, how does this really affect the sport? And realizing it, it doesn't. It, it really doesn't. People's abilities, um, it, it doesn't affect. The sexual orientation and gender identity does not affect Um, the person's ability and so I think that that's what's so um, interesting about how they were where how they even are thinking it's going to change their writing you know and I think that maybe I'm naive in the sense of that I felt that it wouldn't necessarily change the style of writing, but it may change the topic of writing. Um, and so, I mean, I think about a friend of mine uh, who we've had on the show many, many times, Jay Sennett. And I definitely encourage folks to go to his blog of Senate.com. It's J-A-Y-S-E-N-N-E-T-T dot com. And uh, check out his blog and some of the work that he's doing. And I just... I, and, and how... You know, his coming out process, his self-discovery and how it, it doesn't necessarily change his style of writing or or um, or how he writes or goes about writing. But it definitely did did affect how he um, what he would be writing about and that it really did change how. Um. Uh. Or he definitely changed what he would be writing about, in, and 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 expressing those different ideas of his. So, I, I was really. I think that's the one thing that I was I was intrigued by when people were were questioning his ability. Um. And the one thing that at the end of the article, it talks about my therapist says this is what happens when a transsexual finally integrates and and the ever-present white noise in the background uh, dissipates. There's two things that happened for me when he... with the, with integration, the one is there that the integration of my life. I where I think of integration a lot of times with like multiple personalities, where they they are taking the twenty personalities and making them into one, and how you know. And I think about that. Well, I, I'm making that same parallel, not to say that I'm necessarily mentally ill um, or that I have multiple personalities, but the dual life as a gay person I live and and how by coming out it how I can just spend that energy as I said before in that I'm just living and being who I am and who and who I'm I am to be and really looking inward and and I had this conversation in fact with uh, a family member recently who has some issues with insecurity uh, she has a lot of in, she's very insecure she's always thinking she's wrong she's always checking in to make sure that she hasn't offended anybody or that she said the wrong thing and if I say the wrong thing she takes it personally, she always takes it negatively, and so I always have to watch what I have to say. And I finally, like about a month ago, turned to her, and because she she's not too happy with my homosexuality, um, and and I finally turned to her and I said, You know, the homosexuality was one of the best things that have ever happened to me, and and it has definitely made me the black sheep of the family that that, that's, you know, it has definitely changed my views of my privilege and, and human rights and, and how people relate to society society, and even question societal rules of why do we have these rules and, and how do they affect me in my perspective? Um, In my family, I'm, I'm pretty much, my family's on one end of the spectrum and I'm on the other. So it makes very interesting Thanksgivings and uh, Christmases and 4th of Julys and things like that. But it's a, it's one of those things where it, it was one, being being gay or being a homosexual has really helped me to kind of really look at that and find out and 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 be able to know that I may walk into a crowd or I may walk into into a situation and find out that uh that the people may not like me you know, I may walk into Kroger's tonight and we'll go while I'm shopping and someone find out that I'm gay and I might get bashed. I may be, or I may have come out and find out that uh, faggot is pa- painted on my van or, or that I might when I get home tonight. Uh, I, I may have uh, swear words about or, or sexual uh, drawings on my trailer when I get home tonight. Um, and I understand that, that there are going to be people in the world that are going to hate me. But, but I've come to that resolution and and come to and gathered the support that I needed to be able to say, you know what, I'm secure in who I am. I know who I am, and I know how I relate to you, and I know how I relate to the world. And I think that that's what's so fascinating to me, especially with a study that came out years and years and years ago where they interviewed uh, – they actually studied men. And they actually took a measuring device that um, uh, determined the the how much blood flow would go into uh, basically into the penis and uh, for when they were aroused and um, and made them look at pornographic material or pornographic videos and how the and then before they walked in though they took a, they they scored them on how homophobic they were um, and the ratings of how uh, they're they mostly homophobic or I have a high rating of homophobia or if they have or, or are they least homophobic or, or have a low rating of homophobia and what they found was the ones that were most homophobic were the ones that were most aroused um, by uh, the same gender uh, or male-to-male sex they were they were they were aroused by the ma- by uh, by another man um, but yet those who scored very low uh, on uh, with their homophobia or being homophobic they seem to they, they seem to not they were very comfortable with their sexuality and didn't seem to have a uh, they didn't seem it didn't seem to affect them at all they they were like okay you know I know who I what I like what I don't like and and at the same time they knew by knowing that information they they know they they knew where their place was and so uh, I'm always amazed or or, or um, pleasantly surprised when people who are uh, who are so comfortable with their sexuality and very comfortable, and know within themselves where that, where they are with their sexuality. That when they're straight uh, and they like women, and when another man hits on them, they're like, you know, dude, I, thank you so much, I'm flattered, but not interested. And and they don't seem to be um, that bothered. They don't seem to be. They don't react violently, or they don't react um, with with such. Um, I don't know. All the thing I can think of is violence. And so that's one of the things that's so um, um, amazing to me, and especially one of the things I look at when... When people who are so comfortable with their sexuality, that, that's why I think I'm, I'm upset with the many religions and who t- teach that sexuality is a bad thing or when society teaches that, you know, we need to not be, be sexual. Um, well, you know what? If you can't discover your own sexuality and find out your comfort zone in that sexuality, and I'm not saying go out and have tons of sex, but just to be able to explore, because I knew I was gay before I, before I had sex. I, I knew that i w- I liked men I wanted to have sex with men before I even had had sex with men and so I think that that's one of the things that um i I guess i I get very angry with a lot of um uh conservative radical re- uh, religions where they they don't where they don't have, uh, where they where they don't allow you to to um, go through your sexuality or explore your sexuality, and so that's where um, I was really amazed with it with him saying about I guess I'm going to bring us all the way back to the same point of of integration of where feeling integrated within uh, within himself, where Michael now feels Christine and allowing that integration to happen of Christine being finally able to be all of, all she could be, and I think that was so wonderful. But then at the same time, what happened at the at the party this weekend was that people wanted to know who the transgender person was or who the transgender people were and and i found that very fascinating that they had to figure it out and then when i told them that there yeah the, there were trans, transgender people at the house that they wanted they they were like wow they they passed so well i couldn't figure out who they were and I thought that that was kind of a very interesting, and then they wanted to know who they were, and I and I would not reveal it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say who it is because you know what I think that that's, you know what part of me would also want to just be able to uh, be in a crowd and and be able to choose who I want to be who I want to know who uh, to let them know if I'm gay or not, and if that's what I'm choosing to be, and I find that a lot of times with. With folks who are transgender that um, that can pass or want, uh, who can pass, that's what they want. They just want to just get through life and live a quote unquote normal life. And I find that that was really fascinating, um, where people really want to know still the scandal and go for that that um, that that surprise and figure if they can really tell or not. And and I I, I was really amazed by that. So, um, and I think that that's one of the things that Christine, I hope for Christine that eventually, you know, she is able to be all she can be and not have to worry about coming out and, and things like that. So, um, so we're going to take a quick break again. We're going to talk about, um, I think we're going to, we have a little thing on uh, a movie that's coming up. Um, and then we will go from there. Oh, keep talking. Oh, oh, I thought it was, yeah. This is
1: Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial. Mission of Burma has been together since 1979, they are well known in Boston and they recently came to national attention as a result of their first album Versus, but now ironically they are breaking up.
0: I do not hesitate to declare Mission of Burma hands down, flat out, obviously, unquestionably the greatest rock and roll band in the history of the world. These guys were some of the most brilliant people I would know in my life.
1: They employed like really sort of avant-garde techniques, but with such assurance that, it, that
0: they were catchy.
1: I guess it was just, you know, the right band at the wrong time in terms of commercial success. When Mission of Burma broke up, it was like heartbreaking. It was like seeing somebody die of cancer because they were going at, at the top of their game. WCBN and Live at PJ's are proud to present This Is Not a Photograph, a film documenting the career and comeback of Mission of Burma, one of rock and roll's most influential bands. Join us on Tuesday, May 8th at 9 p.m. at Live at PJ's, 102 South 1st Street in Ann Arbor.
0: And, I, and we are back. Holy moly. And so there's another thing I want to kind of do some business as well is that one of the things that we noticed uh, is that our podcasting um, is not downloading um, on iTunes. So um, we, we have put in a request uh, to kind of figure out, like, what the heck is going on? Um, so, um, so I just want to let people please bear with us while we're trying to figure it out and because we made some alterations at the beginning of April to try to get uh, us placed in a different uh, area of iTunes, uh, like in the LGBT section. And ever since then, uh, we haven't been uh, download uh, been... Uh I guess downloading onto onto um, onto the iTunes. So um, so we're working on that. So we'll, we'll we'll try to load those up as fast as we can. But until we figure that out. Um, but thank you for for tuning in and at least trying to trying to find out what we're doing. So um, so and I think if you have any questions, also uh, definitely contact us at d- uh, wcbnclosets at gmail.com. So wcbnclosets uh at cl- at gmail. Uh, dot com so so one of these things that i've been i've always wanted to do and i was hoping that um i would i would uh be able to uh to talk to someone about but i've i've decided i'm gonna do it anyway um and i was kind of to be honest with you i was kind of it's well what it is that i pulled the metro times personal ads and i've always wanted to talk about these because i find them so much fun i just because they're just so not me i have i'm just a very vanilla person believe it or not uh and um I mean, I, I just love these these ads, and I was really actually surprised with one of the things that. Um, oh, this is funny. Where are my glasses? Oh, they're there. Um, that. Um, oh my. <laughs> so I've, I've got alex one of our engineers in here and I mean, there's a couple of, a couple of items i don't know what they are so one of the things that i'm going to do oh is shoe on head <laughs> no i don't think that's what it is no
1: that's what it is it says right here or either that or sense of humor
0: Oh, sense of humor! That must oh, be what it is. Oh, that is so
1: disappointing.
0: <laughs> but I like the shoe on head. Shoe on head. Because in uh, in the ad that the from the Metro Times for men who want to have sex with other men, it says it says wanted exclamation mark sincere, discreet, gay, white male fifty seeks same in man thirty eight to fifty five must have s o h shoe on head. <laughs> Sexy, healthy, rough around the uh, around this is around the ages. A G E S. I think rough around the edges. <laughs> <is> the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh please, no baggage, games, drama, or queens. Which I was very upset that it said he doesn't want a queen. But that's okay. I can deal with it. I mean we all have our interests. So yeah, I didn't know what SOH stood for. So sense of humor now. That's yeah. good. Okay. That gotcha. sounds
1: disappointingly enough like it's the truth.
0: Oh man. Well then what's How this boring. one? What what about T C T C. Yes. Um, it What's says the It says a good catch, single white male, comma, T C, comma, forty seven five eight, attractive, no drugs, uh, likes playing the violin, <gasps> cooking, baking, and walks. Um. Oh, okay. Sorry. Walks <laughs> seeking a single white male. 35 to 50 honest caring romantic with various interests for friendship fun romance maybe more Woo. what could be more than friendship and romance well exactly i'm like wow all right
1: the urban slang dictionary says tc could be t- short for take care which doesn't make any sense no. topic creator doesn't make any sense no. tell it doesn't make any sense no. too cool Oh, that must be one of things it, it could be that, or it could be to completion, which Woo. is escort slang usually oh. used in conjunction with oral sex. well, you know
0: what that might be single white male to completion as Forty- in
1: as in the phrase the escort I hired gave a great b b b j t c
0: oh my god. <laughs>
1: I love it. Or it could be TC is a totally kick-ass name, as in TC just owned UFO Shizzle.
0: <laughs> and I can picture this forty-seven-year-old <laughs> single white <He's> male. TC. <laughs> Absolutely. he's too, C, T, too tc uh, for me that's right exactly oh my gosh so yeah i work tomorrow i'll probably get a project that says now do you want me to tc this you know to completion it all right um so wow that's interesting so that was the, like the only interesting there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, there's about 10 ads but they were very boring i mean they were oh. just they're just like you know attractive gay male 40s seeking male for special friendship and special times well, that's kind of redundant isn't it yeah so it was kind you of got
1: like, any other terms you don't know i can look up no, well absolutely i've got another right, one right, um, let's go. see here um this is
0: the fun part let's okay. see here um g G-B-F. gbf gbf now it's this is the description so i know that it's, it's probably acronym for gay best friend
1: no. Generic blonde female. But it's oh, generic blonde female. That Gay could be best it. best friend or generic blonde. there's only two on the urban dictionary. Oh,
0: visionary. because it's women seeking women. That's the one I got that one from. Women seeking women. Yeah, women seeking women. You know.
1: Well, read it in context.
0: GBF, forty two, five foot eight, seeking a SBF. No, that's got to be, Goyam.
1: So <laughs> or it could female. be
0: bff you know be be friends forever
1: <laughs> no a gbf
0: a gbf uh, uh uh a gay black female i don't oh, know oh yeah that must be what it's it uh, seeking a straight uh black female because it's G- gbf 4258 seeking an sbf 25 to 50 single black female single black female well, that's exactly yeah, probably. but so what is the g because single you know m is married d is divorced yeah some of these i had to figure out what the d was i was All like what right. is the d well. but then you know so that was one um oh here's another one out of context so i'm not really clear what this is this is the this may be an ad that was placed in the wrong section but it was in the women sex uh, seeking women and it says sbf 23, sweet, honest, understanding. Likes to hang out with friends, play billiards, bowl, and the nightclubs. Seeking a SM. Mm-hmm. Single male?
1: That but, can't make any sense.
0: Uh, right, exactly. Uh, unless they're seeking SM, I don't know. Uh, 18 to 29, who enjoys the same for friendship, maybe more. But yeah, so yeah, wrong place I think. Uh, what's another? One? Oh, uh, oh, this one was just, just, just. I loved how they said this. Plus size, plus, SBF thirty eight five six, non smoking has a. Plus size heart. Aww. Aww. Isn't that great? <laughs> Loves life, rainy days, and stormy nights. Unless that's an enlarged heart, which is a medical <laughs> condition. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Um, that's things, not good. You know, those no. are the people whose
1: hearts blow
0: up. That's right. right. And that would just be really, really good. bad. Absolutely. Um, oh, and this was another one that I um, thought was kind of cute. Oh, the, one of the things you can look up is D slash D D slash D, drug and disease. Well, it says. Well, that's what I didn't know for sure.
1: Either that or they're into Dungeons and Dragons. Well, because it's, you know, like there's ND for no
0: drugs or NS for Dungeons and Dragons. I love it. (laughs) Um, I'm going to put that in my
1: next ad. No DD.
0: (laughs) No Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it says DD free. That's drug and disease free. Oh, okay. See, I just. See, I don't do these ads very well. Oh, this is another one. Okay, so what is uh s p what's another one um wait a minute i saw it just a second s b d yeah there you go um it's d p d p m d p m yeah d p i'm really afraid to look when
1: this one <laughs> oh, i got a bad feeling about this one. oh. All right, I'll look it up. DPM? Yes. All right, D-P-M. Oh, it could be a divorced professional man.
0: Oh, that's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. Okay. Ooh, a
1: disruptive parent... Oh, wait, no. Disruptive patterned material. (coughs) Oh, I thought it said disruptive parental material. (laughs) I would have loved that. I would have loved that. Ooh, it could be Uh... dirty... Can you say this word? I don't know. A, a, A dirty... Female cat mouth. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ooh! What you get when you go down on someone not up to par on having a clean oh.
0: apparatus? <laughs> Ouch! Oh my gosh! Okay. And then. E, or oh. oh my god!
1: Oh, read it in context. We better get. This oh, one okay. Together.
0: Wait. wait, wait. So the other, the last one is really, really. Att- attractive single white female 50s 5 125 pounds loves all life animals arts family nature spirituality masters helping uh ha- masters helping professional seeks big-hearted financially and emotionally secure i love that part um intelligent dpm so must yeah
1: well it can't be this last one for then.
0: fun friendship and depth See this the last the last entry for
1: DPM is digital prostate massage. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's not that.
0: I'm seeking that. I'm seeking that. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I'm seeking that one. I'm gonna put that in there. Oh my gosh! And I'll put that under the uh, section of uh, uh, none of the above. <laughs> none
1: of the above. Um, oh, we could we you know we gotta do. We don't have time, obviously, on a radio show to do it live, but we got to make up an ad that's nothing but acronyms. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You know, DPM into BBW Or BPM and SBW. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Right
1: back PDQ (laughs) or SOL. We could
0: be BFF.
1: (laughs) Best friends forever. With a shoe on your head. That's right.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, no, I like this one also. The the female seeking male. Um single white female, 57, enjoys blues music, St. Patrick's Day.
1: St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I know. It's that's that's code for I drink oh. early in the
0: day. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's that's get drunk in the morning. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Um, Oh, my God. Independent films, traveling, nature, a good laugh, and being active. So... uh, Mm -hmm. um, Oh, I love this one. Um, This is The Wild Side Women Wanted. Ooh. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. Okay, Wild Side Women Wanted. And it's the title of it, Black Sugar Mama Wanted. Well hung, hung, tall chocolate oral fetish servant. 35 seeks a sugar mama who needs me to serve her in my, um, excuse me, serve her in any way. I love that. Ah. I love that. Uh, oral fetish servant. Ooh. I'll do anything for you, baby. That's right. Okay, you can paint my house. <laughs> Actually, there is one on that. It is... Oh, no, you're kidding. Absolutely, there's one on that. Um, It's called The Handyman. No. Oh, yes, exactly.
1: It is a male. Tell me he wears a maid's outfit while he does it.
0: Uh, He could. Let's see here um where is this where is that one uh but he does talk about like you know looking for a woman to um one would
1: hope one who needs things done around
0: the house right right oh goodness where is it you know this sounds like green on red you know if girls don't find you (laughs) handsome they should at least find you handy oh i love that show uh handy i thought it was down on this one Oh, okay but anyway but there is one that actually talks about that All um, right. well what else you got uh, okay so then there's um male seeking female okay so then the other one i've got is um uh oh i love this one um up for it women uh white male seeks special intelligent adventurous compassionate w slash a f what? Oh, white or Asian female? Oh, oh, okay. Thirty to forty to help me bring out my repressed, extremely in, um, inhibited girlfriend. What? That's what it says. White male seeks. <laughs> this is in the Wild Side Women Wanted. Oh, I see, I, see, I see White male seeks a special, intelligent, adventurous, compassionate white Asian female, thirty to forty, to help me bring out my repressed, extremely inhibited girlfriend. She needs to have. Uh, she needs to have fun. <laughs> Just like this is
1: great. I'm I'm really uh, not having any fun unrepressing your girlfriend. Yeah. It's so dull and boring. Absolutely. But I'm really compassionate about it. I <laughs> I feel your pain. That's
0: right. Oh oh, and then I love this Wild Side want, Men Wanted, gay white male, 51, looking for white male for hot, wet two-hour love affair for a month. that's it yeah just two hours I've had affairs that were two hours (laughs) that seemed like they were a month exactly I spent a week there one night exactly is it over yet (laughs) Can I just go home now? Exactly. Which is what our listeners usually think when they're listening. But yes, exactly. Is
1: the show over yet? Sorry, you got five minutes and 54 seconds
0: left. That's right. Exactly. Um, Oh, now that's what I'm not really too clear about. I don't really understand. Sexy Hispanic diva. And this is uh, Wild Side Men Wanted, 5'5", 145 pounds, brown, blue, is looking for that sexy, generously, orally talented, and well-hung man who thrives on spoiling a sexy woman and can handle all that she could give him. I love that, that she last wants
1: part. money
0: yeah. <laughs> but my thing is is that if they're looking for a generously orally talented man and a well-hung man i mean wouldn't that be you well, know? they
1: want whatever they can get oh well, that's true you know, right it doesn't cost them by the word
0: well it? and that's one of the things that the next one says this is seeking a fit attractive by or gay uh, masculine white male for occasional meetings must be very clean and discreet well endowed a plus now that I can understand. <laughs> but the one who like, wants to be giving oral and also wants them to be well hung, I just was like, wait a minute here. That's two things. Um, well, maybe
1: they want two people. That's yeah, right. There know.
0: you go. Absol- just be well, bad funny selling. you should mention that. Ah, more than two. More than two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. So here we go. Uh-huh. So this one I wasn't too sure if it was adventurous, but it's our uh, uh, on the wild side. Um, adventurous couple. Black couple looking for a bi-female 23 to 40 to expose our wild side and share lots of fun and pleasure and pleasure in doing so i okay. was kind of like that was kind of like mm, all right It sounds lame yeah exactly so then the next one this is the, the one yeah. a good one safe sex group Ooh. safe sex group seeks bisexual females for friendly non-pushy erotic excitement without strings attached safety and privacy guaranteed open couple welcome I thought that was like, wow, a whole group oh, is advertising.
1: That is so considerate. Yeah, exactly. It's the polite
0: uh, sex group.
1: That's right. Five minutes. Five oh minutes. my that's goodness. That's not true anyway. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Okay.
0: Um, uh, let's see here. Then, um, um, for fun time, just creep fun. Uh, let's see here. You have to read them out oh, loud now, Dan. Seeking Asian couple. A neglected white male, forty-six, seeks intelligent, serious and sincere asian couple for long-term discreet fun friendship and relationship neglected he's neglected oh i felt so bad for him
1: neglected exactly he needs more
0: dpm <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> or soh, shoe S-O-H, S-O-H. Head. Uh, um, that's yeah. gonna be the
1: line of the day as yeah. far as i'm concerned <laughs> absolutely <Shoo on> head. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if she's still Uh, wearing this shoe, I can see how that might be an advantage. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, Let's see here. Um, White couple, 30s, seeks gay male couple, gay female couple, or straight couple to perform in front of us ah so i thought well that's kind of you know i've heard of that before but i was like that's kind of boring i would want to you know kind of and be included but you know
1: they're the people who you see in the video store kind of giggling in the back
0: oh that's right that's right absolutely yes (laughs) that's right exactly um um, 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 let's see here oh this, this was kind of a, uh, this one kind of got my little fancy nude mixed male wishes to cover your body in baby oil and play oh sounds kind of interesting BYO plastic sheets that's right <laughs> yes yes oh and then we have another one um, attractive biracial male in, I think this is the same person oh uh, um, attractive biracial male in search of a neglected female or male, to play with. Honey, they are all neglected. Hello! Exactly! I mean, is that the new thing that, um... Oh, my gosh, I'm just still trying to find that handy one. Um, oh, what is CTB? Ooh, c- CTB? Yep, yep. It could be a typo. It, yeah, it could be. C-T- I'm looking it says, it, up. it says, Mistress Poison. I love the title. Ooh, Beautiful.
1: A, there's a French expression called come ta bite, which means like your uh will translate as Johnson. Okay. Catch the bus, E. G. commit no, that's not Catch it. Catch the bus. Abbreviation <laughs> for college town bagels. No, no. No, That's not it. No. That's all they got.
0: Wow, so what was the first one?
1: Uh French expression uh uh come I don't speak French, but come to yeah. bite or beat. Okay. Which means like your
0: uh-huh johnson Thanks. well that could maybe fit because this is beautiful blonde 30-ish 5 6 140 pounds blue eyes into fantasies role-playing bare bottom Ooh. ctb ctb and more if you eh,
1: it still doesn't make any sense uh, it darn. sounds like it should be an activity doesn't it absolutely no wait a minute. we got the first the thing before it is bare bottom so we know she's into horses
0: <laughs> or very large, <laughs> large <laughs> furry <laughs> man <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know you Bear. gotta you gotta do a whole show about fuzzies
0: oh we do
1: absolutely a Whole show about fuzzies and absolutely I know, we'll get a bunch of them in here yeah. well, they'll never know the difference they're on <laughs> the radio right. that's right that's, we'll just throw the pictures up huh. <laughs> Yeah. And um, anyway, isn't there some so, sort of an outro here? There is. There is. It's got to be time for the outro, isn't it? Oh, already? Oh. Well. Time goes fast when you're trying to figure out weird expressions.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for spending the last hour with me. And Alex, thank you for sitting in. And oh, Alex, you know. thanks for being a great engineer and being flexible. Just don't tell him which one was which. Yes. And Gabe will be here next week. Um, thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN <laughs> F. Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734- 763- 3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530- SAB, Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. Or you can email us at closets at umich.edu That's C-L-O-S-E-T-S at umich.edu or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48198. Or call us on our voicemail at 734-485-9582. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our light-